been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself, Dr. Michael Mosier. Happy Brews Day, everybody. We're here for another edition of Brew Talk on 103.1 and 1310 KFK in the Aloe Fiber Studios in lovely Midtown Greeley, Colorado. <laughs> We're back at it, drinking a lovely beer from uh, Rule 105, which is the Honey Hellas, Doc. This is our Honey Hellas beer. Um... We've made it. Oh, yeah, there's my mic. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, the Honey Hellas is uh, a, a beer we've uh, made with uh, some local honey, some alfalfa honey. And uh, it's just clean and kind of crisp finish, a little lighter. And it uh, has a honey nose and a little bit of a honey back end note. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually quite tasty. I agree. I, it I'm is. enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that overpoweringly honey no. that, that you get no. out of some... Yeah, we only used to, well, I only used 30 pounds of honey in the, <laughs> in the recipe, but I thought that was enough to actually do the job and make it taste uh, just like what you wanted to expect. You know, it has a little hint of honey in it, and it just kind of comes across as being this crisp, light, easy-drinking beer. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I like how the nose matches the taste. Yeah. And you were talking about that at the beginning about what you're trying to do and what you're accomplishing. And I know I've tried a couple where it's either really honey forward from a nose perspective. And then you're like, wait, does this got honey in it? Or is it just an odor? So I like the fact that both are there. They match really well. Yeah. We tried to make sure that uh, the aroma matches the flavor in this one. So the hops that we've chosen are just to help accentuate that rather than drive it to one way or the other way. So yeah, it's good beer. Well done. Well done. Well, thank you. How did uh, October, Octo, sorry, October, October Brew Fest. Yeah, what a party, huh? Yeah, well, I, was, well, I had a good time. I went out on Saturday. Yeah, um, we were there all day, well, not all day, but uh, half the day on Friday. Yeah. Um, and all day on Saturday and had um, lines of people at times, and that That's was great. really awesome. Um, a lot of good beers that we were pouring, and a lot of people seemed to really enjoy the time and have, have fun. And I think that's what it was all about. Yeah. We went there after I got off work. Didn't make it to the VIP tent this year, but it mm-hmm. looked like there was a big crowd in there. Yeah. I I had other obligations during that time. So uh, there was somebody uh, from our uh, beer tender list that was, was actually uh, serving the beer there in the, in the beer tent. They reported that it was a, a fun time for everybody in there, too. Yeah. So um, super excited about... Uh, maybe doing it again next year. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, and did I see you've got another kind of Oktoberfesty thing coming up this week? Yeah. There's uh, two of them coming up this weekend. Uh, one is at uh, The Rush in Evans. Okay. Um, that's the... Uh, they the newer... Do, yeah, they do the go-karts and yeah. stuff like that. They also have a beer garden, and they're going to have a, a small Oktoberfest there from 3 to 10 on, uh, I believe it's on the 7th? Is that correct? I'd have to look at the... Saturday. Saturday. I think it's Saturday. Saturday be the 7th, yep. Yeah. And then uh, there is a... We're participating in a, a beer festival uh, down in um, 
Thornton at the Orchard uh, Town Center. Oh, right. That outdoor mall. Um, they All the proceeds from that one go to benefit the Mark Jr. Foundation, and we really enjoy being part of that. Yeah, um, and you've done that a couple of times. A couple, yeah, yeah, we've done it every year that we've been around. So uh, they're, uh, they only have 750 tickets, and they usually – they've always sold out. So yeah. we're really excited to – get down there and be amongst the crowd that's walking up and down the, the outdoor mall. Oh, good. There's a, so there's a couple of opportunities for you to get outside and, and still enjoy the right. Oktoberfest and it's feel def- for things. It's definitely going to be October this weekend, right? It the is. Temperatures it is. are going to sort of match, and you might want to bring a jacket, especially as that sun that's goes right. down. That's right. Uh, the temperature's going to start to to fall off a little bit there and it might get a little cold the leaves are a changing <laughs> they are mm-hmm. everything looks very folly right now mm-hmm. yeah, i agree <laughs> so uh <laughs> i don't know what else to say. Folly? folly folly but leafy leafy i don't know <laughs> foilagey i like it <laughs> I th- you know, know, it's just a, the symptom of a very, very long week, so <laughs> I'm glad it's Tuesday. As it says in the introduction, it has been a long day. It has yes. been. So we're enjoying our beer. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, Doc, you were telling me before the show came on that uh, Guinness is building a brewery yeah. in, in I, the States. Yeah, I, I, uh, they already have one, a little tap room. Um, right. In, uh, they're going to build another one. They're, they're going to occupy uh, Chicago's old train depot. It's like 15,000 square foot, and they're going to make a production facility there wow. in Chicago. So you can get some Guinness from Chicago. Now, fresh. it's probably not going to be the Guinness that we would associate with Guinness, right? It's not going to mm. probably be their extra stout. Um, they, because they mentioned that their tap room associated with that brewery will um, host experimental and other kinds of beer oh, okay. varieties, and basically playing with the recipe and see what hits. Interesting. I've been to the one in just outside of Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. and great facility. Just amazing. You know just environment to be in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried some beers there. So it'd be interesting to see what they do in Chicago. Yeah. And I, I haven't even been to any of the Guinnesses. Uh, yeah, I haven't I been to Ireland yet. So Nor have I. Um, would be kind of fun to go to yeah. see a Guinness and say, hey, you know, I, I was at Guinness's Brewery. Yeah, yeah. it would be. <laughs> well, and I have seen that there's, they're, they're branching out from just the stouts that everybody mm-hmm. knows Guinness from. Mm-hmm. Um I've heard that they they have a non-alcoholic one mm-hmm. that people say you would not know any difference between that and their their original stout. I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen them have some lagers. I've seen them have a clear stout. Um, I've seen them doing a little few interesting and new things. That'd so I'd be, be exciting to see what they do here. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what kind of experimental brews they can come up with. I think that would be fun to go there and just have fun yeah and uh it'd be even better if you could talk to the brewers while you're there and say hey why are you thinking this and yeah. what's your next one coming up will we see a guinness ipa and do you need my help <laughs> 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 let me play with your system <laughs> that's right brewing system sorry yeah, yeah. Brewing so system. i think it's clarify the, the notes I had uh, said that it was going to be a 10-barrel system, which is a pretty small system for a big company a big like company, yeah. Guinness. So, but that's the right size for experimental for brews. For playing and, and doing so, things. 
Yeah, they, who knows? They might even try some sours or or yeah. um, different hot blends and IPAs and things like that. Could be kind of fun. Interesting. 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 That Very word? interesting. Uh-huh. See, you guys like that word, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but we mean it in a positive way. We do. In this yeah. case, yes. <laughs> Chicago's a lot closer than Baltimore or even Dublin. Dublin. Even Dublin. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we make a trip up there. And So if anyone wants to sponsor a Brew Talk field trip there you go. Um, up to Chicago once the Guinness Brewery is, is put in, We'll happily... Uh, yeah, it's just a single plane ride from Denver to yeah. Chicago, right? Then you ride you know, the L spend to a weekend. wherever you need to go. Yeah. Or you could drive it in a day. I've done that before, so... Oof. It's a long day, That's but you a long could drive day. it. But you could drive it in a day. What's that drive about? 13? Uh, I think it's 12, 13 hours from here. I would even think it's even longer than that, but okay. Yeah. Done it before. Huh. Wow. Well, you're driving those a lot of straights. It's a, it's <laughs> well, a lot it of straights on I-80. <laughs> Nothing. On. And, you know, you could stop along the way, too, and sample other breweries. That's so, true. I mean, this could be like a five-day trip. We could we could make it, yeah, quite the brewery road trip on our way to the Guinness. And we need a bus. Somebody has to We drive. do. Somebody we'll, else has to drive. We'll need a driver. <laughs> and a bus, the bus will have to have some kind of kegerator on there to maintain us through those brewery droughts in the the miles that and it could have there like, are no breweries. It could visit. have like beds in it too, so we could That's sleep good. between right. places. Out and, yeah. Well, this says it's closer to fifteen hours, so we'll just have to drive fast. Yeah, or get the bus to drive fast. I like it. <laughs> so once again, anybody out there willing to sponsor a brew talk field trip? Once the Guinness Brewery is complete in Chicago, we'll welcome all sponsors. Hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Any and all sponsors. With Any and all sponsors. Within reason. Within. <laughs> what if it's like a wine company that wants to sponsor us? You know, I think if they want to sponsor us to go visit a, a beard. A bur- a Beer place? That's on them. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> I, I would not be opposed. Well, that's probably true. And if they give us free wine with it. I just, it would I, just I drink some wine. Yeah, me too. Free is free. Free is free. Yeah, yeah I don't turn down free. <laughs> and I would even talk about the wine. Yes. Just to... We could do a wine. We could do a wine our, segment. We yeah. could do wine talk <laughs> to satisfy our contractual obligations. We'll talk about the wine. Brew talk brings you wine talk <laughs> on our field trip to the Guinness Brewery. Let's whine about it. Oh, I like it. There's well a done. pun in there someplace. There is. <laughs> Mike is behind the glass applauding Doc's pun. So well done, sir. So while you ponder that, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about a controversial subject. And breweries. Stick around. Welcome back to Brew Talk here on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. I want to talk about this subject because I had a spirited conversation with some people this weekend about it. Um, and it seems to come up quite often, and it seems like people are very either one side or the other. Um, but I want to talk about kids in breweries um, and get you guys' thoughts on, do kids belong in breweries? Is it someplace you br- would bring your whole family? Um, well, uh, I can start us off here. Sure. Um, 
breweries, as far as I'm concerned, are an adult establishment, right? Sure. Um, well, we're talking the tap room. Right. Um, it's an adult establishment. However, we want the entire family to feel like they're welcome. having welcome, you know, they can come in and play a game of Monopoly or something like that. And, well, why not have some kids in there, too, so that mom and dad can don't have to find a babysitter to come right. to the brewery for, you know, a drink and uh, eat dinner. And especially if you have food, it just makes sense. Sure. Um, however... Um, if the children are misbehaving and not sitting with their parents, then that's where I think things seem things to change. Change, yeah, yeah. Like unattended children will be given an espresso and a free kitten. <laughs> You've seen those signs before. Right? <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're kind of the. That's how kind of we feel too. Uh, we enjoy and welcome anybody mm-hmm. uh, into the tap room. Um, we know how to card, <laughs> so right. we know if you're old enough to drink. Um, but there are things to do there that you could do with the family, um, like order food. Right. They can have a soda while yep. you have a beer. And, and you have those options. And yeah. we do have those options. For places that don't have those options, well, then it's to me it's like a bar. And I don't know that I would ever bring my whole entire family into a bar. And I think there's some breweries that are better suited mm-hmm. for whole families and, and kids to, especially breweries with large outdoor areas mm-hmm. that have, you know, some of them have cornhole or some of them have different outside games and areas where the kids can kind of be free and run around a little bit and um, and do that. But I think there are other breweries that are not very well suited for kids. There's no... Soda options. There's no food. It's just kind. Of, it is. It's just like a bar. Right. So I don't. Uh, and and we don't really. Um, you know, I, I really don't care for children running around inside a bar. Um, if you have customers who aren't used to looking down as they're walking with their beer or right. two beers in their hand, and they run into some um, child who's playing or running. Um, then that creates a problem, right? They're going to drop yeah. the beer or they're going to trip and fall and hurt themselves, et cetera. So, um, like I say, I think if if the entire family is well-behaved, I think they're welcome anywhere. Yeah. I think so, that goes for adults, too. I mean, uh, there's yeah. some adults that are misbehave at, at bars. and Adulting and for adults is very difficult it to is. do. So, But I've also seen where I've been to breweries where parents are there with their friends and – they all have kids, and the kids are just running amok, and nobody's really watching them, and the parents are deep in their conversations, drinking their beers, and the kids are just kind of And we're not a fan chaos. of that. Yes. I'm not a fan of that at all. Well, I think a lot of adults that go to a bar don't want that around them. Right. You know, they want to be able to enjoy a beer and not have to worry about Well, and the bartender doesn't want to babysit. Right. So, I mean, they've got a job to do. So, and that's to watch out after the, you know, 30, 40 people who are there. And now they have to watch children running up and down and jumping on this and playing. And that that gets a little challenging. It adds an extra dimension to their job that they're just not, you know, they're not getting paid to do. So I'd rather... I'd rather if the children are all there and they're sitting with their parents and they're 
coloring or playing cards or, you know, having good conversation or with themselves or whatever, playing with their toys or whatever, that's fine with me. Well, it seems to be a big part of the brewery culture right now is, mm-hmm. is parents bringing their kids of all ages to the brewery with them. Well, I think you hit on that, that you want to create a family-friendly environment. And to Doc's point, I think it should be done within reason and, you know, it shouldn't be a free-for-all to get there. But, I mean, I know individuals, I mean, City Star Brewery, I'm good friends with John and Whitney, and Mm -hmm. and they have their kids there all the time. They're actually a part of the business. And so it's kind of like this family tradition. And Eventually, I think their kids are going to end up owning and running that brewery someday. Sure. And so I think they're a great example of not only business owners that do that, but, you know, the kids are welcome. And I have been in, you know, before my kids got to be 21, we were in City Star and we were having beers there and it was always fine. And again, to Doc's point, there were things that were available for everybody. It right. wasn't just, you know, beer and no food and everything else. And I think in those environments, that's probably not a good idea. But anywhere else, yeah, um, you create a family-friendly environment. And I think it's up to the business. And this is where it becomes really hard to be mindful of what kind of a culture and atmosphere they you're creating for all of your patrons. Right. And if you do have a family in there, kids are running around or hanging from the chandeliers, you should be <laughs> able to go, um, Excuse I, me. I really need you for your kids to be more self-contained and yeah. for you to watch them. And if not, you're going to need to go someplace else. And that's right. really hard to do It is in today's environment because then what's the first thing that happens? Oh, we got kicked out of this place because we brought our kids and they hate and us. And then you get a one-star review. For yeah. yeah. And it just – it's On every review site. Yeah. Yeah, they, they go yes. off on you when you're just trying to make sure that everybody else has a good a good time. And so the balance there becomes really difficult, which is unfortunate for the business owner, for the craft brewer. Yeah. You're kind of kind of forced to put up with all of the bad behavior in those environments just because of the potential that it could go sideways for you. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, the same thing is kind of true even in uh, restaurants, yeah, too. It is. Um, yeah. There are some restaurants where – children run up and down the aisles and you just know that somebody's going to trip and fall at some point and it's like okay shouldn't we be watching our kids and a little bit closer right. and, and you know we're here teaching to, them proper etiquette mm-hmm. and how you behave in public right i think is a big part <laughs> of <laughs> or just sitting there and screaming that's another thing well we have adults do that. As well. I was just going to say, I know that there's a, and I don't want to get into politics, but there's a fairly well-known public person that literally just ran into this a couple of weeks ago because they were behaving so poorly at a event in Denver, got asked to leave, threw a fit and everything else. And then the video came out and she was just being an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I was being an idiot. I'm sorry. And so you don't have a chance to roll the tape in some of those one-star reviews. But, yeah, it's it's not just kids. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> it definitely is not. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how about when it comes to kids – like you have a bar at your tap room, where right? How about when it comes to kids sitting at the bar? That's fine. We don't. Um, I mean, they're not allowed to go places where customers are not allowed to go. Yeah, um, and we don't like people running all over the stage. Um, but if they want to sit at the bar, that's fine. Um, they can drink their soda pop there and watch TV and play cards or whatever there at the bar. That doesn't matter to us. 
But I do know there are some places where they say, well, this is off limits to kids. So we at, at the restaurant, we try to not have kids sit at the actual bar, mm-hmm. mostly because a lot of the other people that sit at the bar are, one, probably not good influences on the children. But, <laughs> Never thought of it that way. But also <laughs> don't really want to sit at a bar and be around children. Not, yeah. There's a reason they sit at the bar and not pick a table. Right. So that's yeah. kind of the way we look at it. And, and that's true. I mean, the tables kind of isolate you from the rest of the group, unless it's one of those group tables. Um, and if that's where you, you kind of want to go to the bar and be kind of isolated and just mm-hmm. interact with the the bartender and yeah. whatever, if they got a TV behind the bar and or the something other like that. And the other patrons. Bar are flies. Or... Yeah, exactly. Um, and if there's kids there playing Uno, you yeah. Know, yeah. that kind of is – you can't really – yeah. yeah. You can't be yourself. Yeah. And, and we see a lot of that people altering their behavior when, when kids are around, which, again, not necessarily a bad thing with some of oh. our, with some of the bar patrons. But, you know, sometimes they go want to, you know, they're getting off work and they want to just relax yeah. and, and be themselves. And then they go to the sit at the bar to, to do that. So Yeah. And, and don't forget, too, that at an adult establishment like that, many of those patrons don't watch their language true as yeah. much as they probably should even in public again that, you know and that's why we feel that <laughs> yeah, right maybe that some of the the patrons at the bar aren't necessarily a great mm-hmm. you know group influence. of people influence <laughs> for the kids to be around so well and if i may i want to go back to what you know doc was talking about at the very beginning when he asked that question you know it is an adult establishment and so i think that there's got to be a balance that there has to be this sure. understanding if you're a parent or you're a family and you're bringing your kids in that they may be exposed to language mm-hmm. or something else that you might not that necessarily, you, not, yes. yeah. you know, they might not experience at home or everything else. And so I, I think there's that delicate balance. And usually most adults that I've seen in those environments tend to be pretty self-censoring yeah. or they're very apologetic if they're not, and then they realize that they just dropped an F-bomb and there's a kid sitting next to them, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And so, But there is that risk. There is that situation. And so it's kind of a – you know what you're getting yourself into. Most times they're yeah. very family-friendly. They're very welcoming. They're very supportive. Yeah. You know, Just as Doc talked about in Rule 105 definitely is that kind of place. But at the same time, you can't walk in and pretend that you're going to get – the kids play land at McDonald's while you're there and be mad if you don't get that experience. (laughs) And so here's another related question then. Um, So how do you feel about kids that go into a tap room without adult uh, in tow? I would say absolutely not. I think that you would need to have a parent or guardian with you to come in on their own. Absolutely not. I'm not sure why they would go in a a tap room. Well, you know, they may be looking for a soda or something like that. So, you know, I can totally see where that could happen. I guess Um, so. So uh, basically bars then would be like R-rated. You can't attend without parent in tow. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's on the parents if there's, you know. Not well, nice language. And I think f- full service bars with liquor, wine, everything are probably a little different than than just breweries. Because I right. think the atmosphere at a brewery is is definitely different than 
just at a, a full service bar. I agree. Yeah. Whether it's a, a bar centric or a beer centric bar or not, I think there's still a difference in the atmosphere when you have, you know, full spirits and wine and right. everything. But two 16 year olds that want to come in, play a game of cards or something, and drink some soda pops at a tap room. I still think they need some adult supervision there. I agree. Yeah. Um, because it's not really a place for teenagers to hang out. To mm-hmm. hang out, yeah. It's supposed to We're be. at a restaurant that has a bar. Correct. Yeah, that's that, a little different. A little completely different. different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. So, I, I mean, I always think of it as sort of like it's R-rated, you know, and we hope I that agree. when yeah. the children are in there, everybody tries to turn it down to PG. Yeah. Um, just, but, but you know, it could you know, be R-rated. Yeah. It could be some foul Most likely it's still going to be R-rated. It yep. still is. <laughs> so. Or not even PG-13 with that. <laughs> right. You know, they have the limit of the words they can say even at PG-13. Yeah. Which is interesting because I can't think of the last time I was in a craft brewery where the language was inappropriate or actions were anything that I wouldn't be completely okay with my, if I had, you know, back when my kids were, you know, 12, 13 years old, that I wouldn't be comfortable with them. But I've been in a couple of restaurants in the last six months where that, that behavior, I was like, are you kidding me? I was was just going to say, if you are in the brewery, Every day, all day long, you hear everything. I'm, and I'm sure that's fair. So I have a small sample size. And that's just the way it is. You know, yeah. people are people, and they have a beer, and they get a little bit more relaxed, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, they forget. That whole thing about, you know, losing your inhibitions, right? Exactly. That's right. Yep. Yep. Tends to happen. <laughs> all right. Well, so reach out to us on social media and let us know what you think about our kids' Should kids be allowed in breweries or not? Um, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we've got a great fall beer to review from Oscar Blues. So stick around. Welcome back to Brew Talk here on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. We've got Old Chub, Ooh. one of my favorites from Oscar Blues. <laughs> We're just going to behave ourselves and go anywhere with that. <laughs> no, just, no, no. Just stop. The beer is called Old Chub. I know it. Is. I know it is. So We're just it's a Scottish ale um, from Oscar Blues out of Longmont. Um, great beer. Um, they've they've done a little updating on their packaging. Um, the one I remember is a just was an old green uh, green, green can yeah, yeah, with a yeah. Cert, with a black label that had the old chub in it. But this has got a bit of a tartan on it. Yeah, and uh, the old chub is in a little bit of different writing, some cursive. Um, this is a big beer, eight um, percent ABV. Um, so this is one you want to be a little bit careful with when you're enjoying but it, uh it's this beautiful copper color yes. and uh the the head on it has a oh it's just creamy with an orange tints in it it's just uh it, it looks inviting when you pour it in a glass um the aroma is you can tell it's a deep dark rich beer uh, just by smelling it yeah 
and then the flavor hits you and it's just like mm, man <laughs> it's pretty dark um in a good way Absolutely. i would say rich i say dark but i'm at rich yeah well it's it's so seven varieties of malt combined to create complex candied figs raisin and toffee flavors with a hint of smoke so intensely flavorful it'll inflate your bagpipes with every swig and that's off the the oscar blues website i it's a good description. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It definitely is. It's you know, for the for the beer novice of the group, I would say that it is it's almost intimidating. Looking at it. Just looking at it and hearing about it and everything else, but it is such a good beer. It and is. I am enjoying the flavor just from the nose all the way to the finish and the mouthfeel and everything else. It is like Wow. Yeah, you, you look at it and you think, man, that's going to be overpowering. Oh, yeah. yeah. Malty and there's, and. There's a, it is. It's like heavy malt. And then, but the malt flavors that you can taste, it, it's exactly what you just yeah. described. Yeah. The little hint of smoke in there. And then it, it finishes a little astringent, little a dry bitter uh, from the malts mm-hmm. as well as from the hops. And it's just, I think it's just yum. <laughs> but it makes me salivate. I'm literally no, like, yeah. I take it. Yeah. I take a sip, try and finish that off. Really taste it. Really, you know, feel what I'm feeling. And the moment that it kind of all starts to dissipate and go away, I just start to salivate and go, "Oh, I want another drink." And yeah, it does. Just, it does kind of linger on the palate does. for a little bit, wow. doesn't it? Yep. Which is kind of nice. That means it goes with you for a little ways. It does. Well, this is one I I I'd like to. It, it's a little early to break it out because the weather is just starting to yep. change and get a little cooler in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still quite warm during the day, but I thought, you know, well, and you can turn we're coming air, off Oktoberfest, sure. and, and you can turn your air conditioning down quite a few. Yeah, uh, that's right. Just enjoy it that and way. enjoy it. Well, but we've had some 30s and some 40s. We have, yeah, you in, know, in, early in the, evenings, the morning, yeah. and so it might not be. So you're advocating for this as a breakfast? No, I'm beer. not. <laughs> <laughs> this just, is a great breakfast. You know, a great, I would pair this with pancakes. Oh, absolutely. Week. Some pancakes and some maple syrup. This would go great. I'm just saying that, you know, we talked last year kind of about the winter warmers, and those are starting mm-hmm. to come out. We're going to start to see those. This, to me, almost feels like a a precursor to that because absolutely, it is a Scottish yeah. ale. It's sort of – it's not a true winter warmer. Right. But it's a Scottish ale, and it's done in a really great way that – just has a lot of flavor, a lot of taste, a lot of nose, a lot of mouthfeel, just all the things that you want from a beer, and it's it's really enjoyable. So. And it's a lot of them, too. It is. It's, so. it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it really is. It, yeah. it, it is. The flavor is not subtle. Not at all. Um, and it, you each sip you take, you're trying to look for something else in, in the flavor, and then the alcohol is... It's there. Yeah, it is. So you can feel it kind of warm your it's tummy. a little bit warming. Definitely. Yeah. Eight, 8%. Yeah. Not the biggest beer I've had, but it's, no, it's, it'll, it'll get it's, you. It's up there. <laughs> it'll come get if, you. If you're used to those 5% beers, this is yeah. going to creep up on you really This fast. is not a session beer. This is not a session beer. <laughs> this is one you probably said, like, have one. Yeah. This is a two-session beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> It takes two sessions to drink one. Unless you're at home, then you can enjoy as many as you, sure. as you, you need. Yeah, this just, 
it reminds me of fall, and I think yeah. it's a great beer for us to be drinking right now. I was looking at the weather a little bit ago, and it's like, it's going to be in the 60s here for the next few days. So we're not going to get that, that warm. So this is such a great beer for that. Yeah. You know, you get late into the evenings where it gets down into the high 50s, and you're like, I just want a good beer and enjoy my evening. Yeah. This is perfect. No, this is great if you have a fire pit in your backyard mm-hmm. on those oh, cool yeah. evenings to get that fire pit going. Yeah, sit I would, out there and enjoy one of these. It's still still warm enough in the early evening that you can grill some hot dogs and hamburgers yeah. or bratwursts or something like that. And then after you're done eating those, go gather around the fireplace out there and or the fire pit, and the everybody else can make s'mores and you can have yourself an That's old chub. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this, this would definitely fall into the ranks of competing with you know my evening bourbon or whatever else that that's that, tends that's to true. be my go-to that, but this would be something that would be like you know you get a can of old chub and you go this is what i'm going to drink instead of having you know my whiskey nightcap or whatever else because yeah. this is pretty good mm-hmm. yeah and the complexity of all the flavors like you talked about and what they've done with it just makes it really I hate to use this word again, but I have to use it because I mean it in the best sense possible. A really interesting beer. It's so complex. It's got so many elements. And every time I taste it, it's like, okay, is that the raisin? Is that the vanilla? Is that the, what is that? I yeah, just, and you're each sip, you're looking for yeah. that next flavor. And, just like you said. And uh, is it Speyside or is it Highland? You know, <laughs> you know is that the smoke I'm tasting? Uh, Disclaimer, that would be a scotch reference for any of you who are unaware of different scotches from Ireland. But anyways, or from Scotland. Yeah. So, but anyhow, I, I, the, the hint of smoke is what makes this beer, I think, unique in terms of, uh, of a, a Scottish ale. Yeah, agreed. It just makes it. It's just a little bit. Just it's a just touch. there. To make you go, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> Things that, that make, make you, you go, go hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, right? <laughs> so, All right, let's take a quick break. When you come back, um, I don't think our, our ratings are going to be a surprise to anyone, but we'll let you know what they are anyway. Stick around <laughs> and find out. Welcome back to Brew Talk. Things that make you go hmm in the Um, any final thoughts before we throw out our ratings on this one? Um, Oscar Blues is one of those breweries that you just know if it's in a can, you're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so very few beers from Oscar Blues that I've had. That exactly. I was like, ooh, I'm not drinking that. And they've even discontinued some that I was like, no, mm-hmm. keep going. That's a good one. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, I, I love the copper color of the beer. I love that off-color foam that has a little bit of orange tint to it. And uh, then you get into the flavor, and it's lo- just yeah. it just I love the complexity your and, palate. And, and even for an 8% beer, the, the alcohol's there, but it's not that punchy in the face, no. overwhelming alcohol. Um, no. But it's a great one. It's a beer that you explore while you're drinking Absolutely. It. I think is the, again, I'm going to say the novice of the group when we're talking about beer and everything else. It's just, 
it is such an exciting beer for me to try because I would be honest, I probably wouldn't buy a Scottish ale at any just point because. in time. Just because. It's not in my wheelhouse. Not in your it's wheelhouse, not my favorite. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, this was a huge surprise to me. And when we poured it, and you know that caramel color that Doc's talking about and everything else, I'm just like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this thing. And then I <laughs> taste it, and I'm like, oh, I like this thing. And I'm not trying to tip my hand too much, but... And it's great. It's not... It's not what I would drink over and over and over and over again, but absolutely if I was somewhere and that was an option, especially later in the evening, later in the season when it's a little bit cooler, this is definitely high on my list. We'll make a beer drinker out of you yet. I am a beer drinker. <laughs> I'm just a little bit of a narrow beer drinker. Come on now. We're broadening now. his horizon. You, there yes, you go. That's thank the way to you. say it. Yes, I definitely, you know. I mean, I grew up, my dad worked at Coors for his entire career, and so I grew up with Coors and Coors Light, and I remember when Zima came out, and that was such a crazy thing. And I loved Herman Joseph's, couldn't stand Killian's Irish Red, and so, you know, we had like four or five beers that we drank, and I will admit I might have snuck a few before I was 21 (laughs) out of the fridge, but just saying that I have always been a beer, you know, fan, but never this wide of a beer appreciator there we go yeah so without further ado then let's throw our ratings out there one two three this is i'm not surprised with either one of you (laughs) (laughs) i got a k i got a k and you know i have a growler and i'm only doing a growler because this is a lot of beer and i'm not sure that i could do a whole keg of it but it is fantastic so i you know Absolutely good. So it yeah. is definitely brew talk approved. Brew talk approved mm, beer. Yeah, and quaffable, and very quaffable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but it's not quashable, is it? It's not. It's not, it's not crushable. Quash, crushable. Quashable. It's not crushable because yeah, the alcohol content. Yeah. So, yeah, but quaffable um, definitely. Yeah, if you tried oh. crushing this one, I don't think you'd make it very far. <laughs> no, you would not. But good luck trying. I mean, more power to you. We are not encouraging anyone out there to drink obsessively no. or in excess. So please don't do that. Well, you can drink obsessively, but just don't drink excessively. Well said, Doc. Well said. <laughs> oh, this, like I say, it's one of those beers that makes you go, hmm, mm, beer. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. Good choice. Bring that in. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, you know, great time of year. We're starting to get those cooler temperatures. This is the time of year. The malting beers yeah. with Oktoberfest and everything start to come out. The, the alcohol starts to ramp up a bit as the, the weather cools down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was just a good time yeah. to break it out. And oh, and hey, I've got some great news for you guys. What's that? Mash Lab will be here next week. Exciting. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. They were at the NOCO Brew Fest and kind of part of our efforts to bring some of those breweries in. They're going to be here next week and have no idea what they're going to bring for our table beer, but it'll be great to talk with them and hear kind of what they're doing, what's coming up, and what they're excited about. So just thought I'd share that with you guys. That's great. Yeah, I visited Mash Lab a couple of times. Yeah. Great place. Both mm-hmm. Prior and after their expansion, mm-hmm. uh, they expanded and had a, a big full-size restaurant and everything. And Yeah, I've seen them in both places, too. And um, I even sat outside in one of their um, patio mm-hmm. uh, setups and 
Uh, I, I even remember sitting at the bar when it was just a little tiny place. Yeah, uh, with a hot rod shop with a hot in the rod back. shop in the back, yeah. Nice. It was totally fun. Yeah. So that would be so, exciting to talk to them and, yeah. and hear more about their story and, and sure. sample their wares. And, yep. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And I know that we've got, I don't want to give too much away, but we've got a couple other guests um, breweries coming in the up works. in the works. Um, we have one lockdown for early November. Again, I'm not going to give it away we yet because I want to make sure yet. that we're there. But we've got a couple more we're hoping to have. My goal would be to have three or four additional breweries, if not more, on before the end of the year. So I'm I'm working on that. I'm trying to run these folks down and um, we got a lot of interest. Help a little bit there too. I appreciate so. that. Yeah. It's and a if, joint if there's anybody out there that wants us to talk to a certain brewery. Send them our way, yeah. or, or let us know, and we'll try to get a hold of them. And well, we and, like uh, talking to, about beer. We do, and we don't care who you are. No, nope. we don't. <laughs> and most brewers and brewery owners and brewery workers like to yeah. talk about beer as well. So definitely is a lot of times it just comes down to availability and timing right. and everything else. Whether or not so, you know schedules, yeah. trying to make matching that work. schedules with anybody. I, I can attest to that in their family, trying to get yeah. Sunday dinners together. Well, we are blessed yeah. to have Doc as a part of our contingency here, knowing that he has a local craft brewery. And well, I had to drive so far to get here, too. It, it is. It, it did. We just, the, the yeah. Four or five blocks is pretty rough. The sacrifices that you do for brew talk on a weekly basis <laughs> well, I do not go sacrifices on. for beer. For beer. <laughs> it's mm. good stuff. I just we like appreciate it. the effort, yes. Doc. Yes. And Thank you. same here. And the knowledge... That you bring to the table. Yep. Knowledge with a capital N. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why he's the brew doctor himself. Yes, and a big Nebraska fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's we, what the end stands we'll, for. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give him a little bit of grace in regards to that. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, so. dear. So what do you guys got coming up this week? Anything fun and exciting? Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm actually, after this, I'm running over to a buddy's house because the season finale of Ahsoka is. And oh, so anybody yes. who listens to the Nerd Show tomorrow night will know that I'm a big fan of that. But outside of that, it's... Well, and then doesn't the Loki... The, next the Loki, Loki drops, and then we're going to... Micah, Nick, and I are going to try and see the creator this weekend Ooh. and review that next week on the Nerd Show. So, so you got a big Nerd Show week yeah. happening. Yeah, absolutely. Doc, anything at the brewery? Um, just our standard live music on Friday, um, and I think we have a Husker game coming up here yeah. pretty soon. Well, so and if you want to go put yourself through that torture, then go watch <laughs> the Huskers at the brewery. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's a great show. Tune in next week. Cheers. Mm.